Welcome to the Revolution Roundtable, a discussion of life, faith, and scripture. We are people just like you, living real, often messy lives, and we're committed to helping each other live a little bit more like Jesus every day. Let's join the Roundtable now. everybody. Welcome back to the Roundtable here at Revolution. So glad to have you with us again for another episode. Uh, I'm Nate, your host, as always, and I am joined today by my good friends. First of all, my wife, Catherine Scott, uh, author of ChasingVibrance.com, and our good friend, Julie Forge, who's a member of our speaking team here hey, at Revolution. Hey, Julie. And as always, my good buddy, Matt, resident awesome guy here at Revolution. And let me just point out that I am... <laughs> criminally underdressed for today's <laughs> today's festivities, right? Hey, you like, got a, you got a berry shirt on, right? Yeah, I know, I got this. That can never like be out of style. Camo undressed. shorts, you got my Vans on, my hat. It's like, whatever, Rock and roll. man. Rock and roll. But like, you guys look amazing, and it's like, schlub, hi. <laughs> We'll Luckily, take you as you are, Matt. We'll take you as you are. Julie actually texted me last night it's and was true. like, this is just audio, right? And I was like, no, actually, they do do a vi- there's a video. And like, she was like, mostly that's audio. good to know. What's sad is I knew, like, I knew we were doing this. I know we're being filmed. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm wearing this. It's fine. That's a whole other round table, the difference between males and females, how they prepare when they know they're going to be recorded. That's actually a good one. We'll That's to, a whole we'll other round table. That soon. No doubt. No doubt. Because uh, let me tell you, it's way different. <laughs> it is. So yeah, if you're listening, we do we do put this out on video on YouTube as well. Uh, so feel free to check us out on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash revolution cc. Uh, and there's a playlist with all of our roundtable podcast episodes. But again, we're so glad to have you. I'm so glad to have you guys with us today. Um, thanks for being here. How's everyone doing? How are we doing today? Okay. <laughs> okay. We're here. I'm super tired. I won't lie. Yeah. I got home at like 135 from Bloomington, Indiana. I had never been to Bloomington, home of IU, go Hoosiers. Um, and we were at their state fair, or not state fair, county fair last night playing a show. I'm pretty sure I sweated off like 20 pounds. Yeah. But then so I ate great fair food, so I gained like 30 back. <laughs> so, so no help there. <laughs> I mean, came out in the positive, you know. So that's that's something, right? There you go. Uh, how are you guys doing? I was on vacation last week, so I mean, I'm still, you know, kind of feeling good from that. Is nice. that where did you go on vacation? Uh, we went, we had a family wedding in the Chicago area, so we kind of made a extended nice. weekend almost, I guess. Nice. So we did some... Chicago type stuff. We did the Field Museum and Navy Pier and some other things. You guys had something kind of cool happen on your last day, right? Tell us a little bit about that. We did. Okay, so our friend Amanda is um, the captain of the Salvation Army in uh, Gary. And so the last day um, was was Sunday. So um, Salvation Army is also a church. So we went to church with her at the Army. And um, later that day, she does this thing every Sunday through the summer. Um, She takes... She goes to an um, inner-city uh, housing project, a, an apartment complex, and just hands out ice cream and cleaning supplies for parents mm-hmm. and, you know, like devotions and offers prayer. And so we tagged along and got to do that. And it was the best experience. Like, it was, it was so, so cool. cool. That's really awesome. Like, you wouldn't expect, you know... Gary, Indiana, being the highlight of our <laughs> vacation, it totally was. We went to Chicago and we went to Gary. Yeah, we went to Gary, but I mean, <laughs> but you know why? But that 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 just shows that, that how much power there is when you go out, and you be the hands mm-hmm. and feet of Jesus, and you love on other people just because you can. 
Yeah. Um, that's without, a wilder life. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a wilder that's, life, that's, right? I even, mean, even without prompting, both of our kids said that was the best part of our vacation. Was yeah. doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. And your kids are what? Uh, Gretchen's 15. Cooper's going to be 13 next month. There you so. go. So parents want to get your teenagers involved in the mission of Jesus, go to Gary, Indiana, to the Salvation Army. Or for real, just in our community, there's so many, there's churches that do that. I know local churches that are are passing out bags full of things as well. So you don't have to go to Gary. Like there's plenty here. There's (laughs) revolutions doing things, but also don't be afraid to like, just be the hands and feet of Jesus and serve in whatever way is happening in our community. And and what I, what I came back with is I wanted to kind of take my own life group and go do that. So they experience it. And then bring it back here. Now, what can we do to do the same thing here? Yeah. Because Uh, you've got a fire now. Like, there's a passion. Like, let's use that and do something while I'm excited about it. And it doesn't have to be huge. You could just do it for one family. Right. Right. It's really cool. Well, hey, I think that's a great segue. We've been, uh, you know, in this series called The Wilder Life uh, on Sundays and looking at the Exodus story. And so this last week, we kind of not finish the story because the story is never really finished, but we finished that part of the story. We went all the way from, you know, God rescuing these people out of Egypt and then wandering through the desert. And now finally they are entering the Holy land. And we have my good friend, Adam Coulter from Cicero Christian church. Thanks Adam. Again, you're the man. I had him with us. He did an incredible job. What, what, what stood out to you guys from this, this past Sunday? as we talked about Joshua taking the people across the Jordan and entering into the promised land. I think the biggest thing for me was that picture that he laid out of them stepping into the river before God held the waters back. They stepped into it at flood stage and God didn't do the miracle until they stepped in, which is different than when they crossed the Red Sea. So I think that's super interesting that God is growing them on this journey enough to lay that step in front of them and I think have confidence that they're going to take it and that there wasn't that hesitation or fear or we should die in Egypt. Like we didn't see any of that. So we've really seen them grow. And this new generation is full of faith, especially compared to the former generation. They're ready for this and they take that step. And I just love that word. Like that's something I've been thinking about, like, where's God saying to step in and then I will do it. But also like his compassionate heart for like, knowing where we are in our journeys. Like if we're baby Christians, maybe he's going to move it back for you first. And I just love that. Yeah. The, the God is maybe going to form a similar miracle, but in a different way, because this is a really similar miracle, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're up against the river. They need to cross this river. The first time he, you know, Noah holds up the stick, the water's received, and they walk through. Moses, sorry. I say Noah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Moses holds up his staff, his, his, power, his magic staff, right? We talked about that in another episode. Uh, and the water's received. But this time, they actually had to step into the river, mm-hmm. which was at a scary level. It was at flood stage, it says. So even higher than it would normally would have been. Probably moving mm-hmm. quite rapidly. Quick, yeah. Uh, but as soon as they, like or, you know, ankle deep or whatever, then God, you know, brings the waters up. And I, and I thought that was really cool because it, you talked about a couple of weeks ago in on Sunday, this idea that God is consistent in his character, but unexpected in his actions. And this mm-hmm. is just another like proof of that. Like yep. they're kind of like, Oh, God's done this before he'll do it again. But there was like a twist, twist. Yeah. because he wanted them to grow and to take that first step. Really, really cool. That, that was really cool. What else guys? I think for me, um, one of the things that, 
I'm holding on to is something that, I mean, we have it actually on our wall at home right now is that Joshua 1.9 um, because my um, nine-year-old dove in to Joshua and really it was all about the battles that come after they get in. Like he really loved Absolutely. the conquering and like the any like good young boy. Like yes. Good boy should. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he was all about it when it got to like the division, like later in the book, he's like, um, are they going to fight again? <laughs> <laughs> but he held on to this verse, which is something that we've prayed over our kids since I was pregnant with them of like, Lord, you know, make them strong and courageous. And, um, I'm holding on to that and that truth, like he didn't just tell them that, like when he brought them out of Egypt, but he continued to tell them that God continued to say, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. And I believe he's continuing to tell us that because this life is not going to be perfect. Even when we obey, even when we take those steps of obedience, like Adam said, it's going to be countercultural. It's going to be painful. It's going to cost us. And so there's that warning, but there's that hope, like be strong and courageous. I am with you. Like I will give you the power to do this. So whatever that is, I'm telling you this for a reason. Like he's preparing us, but he's also telling us like, you can, you can. And so I think that's, that was one of the big things. One of them, there was a lot, there was a lot packed yeah. into that talk. There was Adam. a lot. Packed <laughs> um, there was, I, I, I love that just... too. Cause I think, I think in Joshua chapter one, I think three different times, there's mm-hmm. some version of be courageous, take courage. I was going to say that, that, that it's, it's, it's amazing how many times God repeats himself yes. over and over. Yes. Be strong, be courageous. How because we need it repeated, yeah. right? He knows, mm-hmm. he knows. And still today we need that repeat, that repetition. We need that reminder. Like, absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be hard. I'm not promising ease. I'm not promising perfection. What I'm promising is my presence. Yeah. Yeah. I'm promising is my presence and we're going to, we're going to conquer this and we're going to be victorious. And so that is what I'm holding on to right now. Yeah. Really, really cool. What are you, Matt? I think uh, just the whole notion that it's worth it. Mm. Like, like, you know, you go through these things, you trust, you have faith, you know, you, you put your feet in that ankle deep water and you're unsure of what's going to happen, but it's worth it, you know, because God will do miracles. God will move and do amazing things, but you got to have faith and trust that he's going to move and he's going to work. And when it happens, it's just incredible. Yeah. And it's worth it. Absolutely. And he had hit imagery for that. Yeah. Uh, if you were here or watched online, uh, you may have saw, uh, and if you haven't, I encourage you to go back, same youtube.com slash revolution CC, I think. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes. Link in the show notes. <laughs> it's a podcast. We'll put the link friend. in the show it's notes. RevolutionCC.org/slash/watch. There you go. Uh, yeah, RevolutionCC.org/slash/watch. Actually, that that yeah. that works too. But we'll put the link in the show notes so you can go back and watch this Sunday's talk because it was incredible. It was but uh, he had a a door on this stage, which the stage is not that big. But he had a door on wheels on this stage. And he talks about this idea, like we talk about, oh, God, open the door. You know, I I need you to open the door for this in my life. And yet, and God does. He opens these doors, but like we don't step through them. And so he talked about this idea that obedience is like stepping through the open doorway when it's open. Like we have to take that step. He's not going to push us through or whatever. And um, so, yeah, I thought that was a really cool point. Great stuff. And, and, And again, there's so much more there. So I. Definitely encourage you to check it out if you haven't already. What What are some things maybe we didn't talk about that are happening in the story um, that are worth kind of looking at? Not everybody at once. <laughs> right. <laughs> you I, I mean, ahead, I know Katie. what stood out to me. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, so there's a story of these two spies that go in. So Joshua again sends spies just like Also, Moses. my nine-year-old loved that part. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? Spy warfare, right? Who doesn't love, like, secret agents going into... Scaling walls right? and everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. He was into it. So see, kids don't think it's boring. We just have to make it yeah. real for them. Yeah. yeah. We don't have to make it interesting. We just have to give it to them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Here it is. Yeah, like, this happened, <laughs> yes. guys. This happened. Um. So, so just like Moses before him, Joshua sends spies into the land, and there's a story of these two spies that go to this particular uh, town, and they're being looked for. And tell us, like, what happens? So they're being looked for, and they visit this uh, this prostitute, which would have been normal which, back then. Bear with us, <laughs> right? That would have been that would have been a normal thing for them to do to go into this town. First thing they do is they go visit a prostitute. Like that's that would have been a normal activity back then. And, and they visit Rahab, and she is clearly on their side. She tells them, you know, I fear your God. I fear, you know, what he's capable of, and, and I want to I I help you. And so she does, and she hides them. And, and so they, they spare her and her family when they come and ransack the town, you know, several days later. But, but to me, it's such a great story, and I think it has such a, a, a real-life application now that I guess it doesn't matter who you are or where you are in your life or how bad you think you are, that you have a place in what God is doing here. Mm-hmm. Like, you can make an impact. Yeah. You can do something that, that has a bigger effect than you know. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who you are or where you're at. I love that, the, that bigger effect because in that moment, I believe that Rahab was, it was very personal. It was like, I don't want to perish with these people. Right. But she not only said like, I and my family don't want to, but like, we get it. We get that your God is big. We've heard his faithfulness to you. We've heard how you've conquered these lands. And not only did she say like, this is how I feel, but she said, we are scared of you. Like we're panicking. So even though, right? Like, even though, you know, Jared talked about how the spies, they went in and they searched land. They came like, we can't do this guys. Like, yeah, it's perfect. Yes. The first time. It's perfect, but these guys are big and they're scary and we don't want to do it. And she just gave them permission. Like she gave them that peace. Like we are panicking because of your God. And so uh, to me, that was not only, that was not only Rahab, like looking out for her family and herself and saying like, I want to follow your God because I've heard it. But like here, here is the hope. Like take this morsel of truth to your men, to your families. Like you can do this. Yeah. These guys are no match and they know they're no mm-hmm. match. Mm-hmm. And I love that truth. That's what stuck out to me. Like she shared that. And yeah. then, yeah, she was always known as Rahab the prostitute. They went directly to her knowing yeah. that this is where these people go. Right. But then we hear about her later. We don't hear a lot anymore, but we know yeah, she's, of a, her. she's a small part of the story now. Yeah. Just, just kind of like uh, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the, uh, the, the donkey and yeah, uh, Balaam. Yeah, Balaam. Just like this random person in the story, kind of a nobody. And in this mm-hmm. case, like the lowest of the low of people in this city, like there would not have been really many other people that were like bottom of the totem pole, scum of the earth or whatever. And yet uh, God uses Rahab in this incredible way yeah. to one, hide the spies, two, to speak truth into it. And then later we find out something really cool about the lineage of Rahab. Yeah, she's in the lineage of Christ. Like her, she's the grandmother of Boaz who marries Ruth and then is the family of King David. 
And so Christ comes from her line. So I love that too, that, that anyone can have a spiritual legacy. Yeah. doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you finish. And so she might've had a different start. And so if you're like, man, I, I didn't, I didn't get this Christian upbringing. I didn't get any of this. This is a woman that we would assume continued to raise her family to love the God. And well, she did because we, yeah, we, we see, see it. it. We see yeah. it. And then we, we see it, you know, as even these, these heroes in the faith that are writing to us and encouraging mm-hmm. us in Hebrews, like Hebrews says by faith, Rahab, the prostitute still known as the prostitute, but no, no, no. She welcomed the spies in peace and did not perish with those who disobeyed. She had life mm-hmm. because of her commitment to Christ. And so we get this glimpse, but there was so much more. And yeah. I think that's true of our stories too. And how we can take hope in that, like, you know, yes, people might see this one point, um, yeah. but God redeems that. Mm-hmm. Like he was her redeemer and used her to redeem all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's, I mean, that's kind of the whole point of the series, this idea of the wilder life. God has more, mm-hmm. like God has more for you. God has more than what you ever expect or imagine. I can't imagine that Rahab ever thought not only you know, is this going to happen? Maybe, maybe she hoped and dreamed like, Oh, they're going to spare us. Yes. But never could she have imagined that salvation for all mankind would be from her ancestry. Like right. would literally pass through her. Yeah. Like yeah. literally yeah. pass through her. That's, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love that. It doesn't matter where you start it matters where you finish, how you mm-hmm. finish. Awesome stuff. So, so we've taken this whole journey now through the Exodus story. And, and again, if you haven't checked it out for yourself, man, I highly encourage um, reading through the Exodus story, read through Joshua, um, which continues on with this taking the land, uh, the mm-hmm. promised land, some incredible things that happen. But um, just as we've gone through the series as a whole, what are things that have kind of stood out to you guys that you're kind of holding on to, you know, in your life right now? wherever you might be, maybe you're wandering through a wilderness season. Maybe you've come out of that and are feel like you're really in that abundant life. Maybe, you know, maybe you're early on and you're like, man, I, I'm just escaping the bondage. But like, what are things that you guys feel like you're holding on to or can encourage people to hold on to out of this? I will go back to, to what you guys kicked it off with, especially yours about, you know, comparing that, that even now we can be in a wilderness. We could be wandering along, not knowing, what the future is going to be, not knowing what, where we're going. We only know where we've been. And, and sometimes it's, it's easy to go back to what's comfortable, to what we know. But yeah, God has bigger plans for us. God has more for us. We just got to have the faith to do it. And I love that that's, um, analogy of, of we can still be in a wilderness today. You know, even, even, even if, if we are, you know, mature in our walk and deeply committed, we can still find ourselves occasionally in a wilderness and, and wanting to get back to. And, and I feel place. like it's okay to be in a wilderness yes. Yes. because God is going to meet you there in that unique and powerful way. Yes. And your faith is going to build your, no matter where you are. I, I think that if we take that stepping in, in the beginning, they, the, the waters needed to be pulled completely back for them. And then at the end of their wilderness, they could step in, in faith. Like, so God's going to take you from, you know, this level into maybe a new level of faith or a new, closeness to him that they didn't yeah. have before. And I love that too, that, yeah, we're going to circle back through the wilderness, I think throughout our spiritual lives. When I think, you know, as you look over the story, like God, God meets with these people in very unique and powerful ways in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true in our lives. God wants to meet with us in our wilderness. 
And and that's echoed in the New Testament. I think it's in James where it says, consider it all joy when you go through trials of, yeah. of various kinds, knowing that yeah. this is producing a better, stronger faith. It's growing you. It's making you a more, more and more like Jesus. So absolutely. Which is the goal, right? Yeah. More and more like Jesus. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, exactly. yeah, it's the wilderness. I feel like this is what I want to take from this is the wilderness. The wilder life is not something to fear or to dread. Mm-hmm. But the quicker we can recognize like, okay, Jesus, <laughs> it's hot. It's dark. I'm alone. Like, let's do this now. Mm-hmm. Like, let's do this battle and let's not fight it, but let's embrace that. Because as you talked about Katie, the week you spoke, like he has me positioned here mm-hmm. for a truth for me, mm-hmm. just like he did for the Israelites, just like he did for Moses, for Joshua, but now it's for me. And so I'm not saying let's run to the wilderness, like let's <laughs> ignore everything, but, right. but let's not fear it. Like let's, let's recognize that God is working and he has me positioned in this moment to teach me this so that I can grow so that I can be more like Jesus so that I can do what he wants me to be doing in this life. Yeah. I think that reminds me too of the very first week where we talked about Jesus or Nate talked about Jesus going into the wilderness led by the Holy spirit. And that gives me like chills that the Holy spirit will lead you into the season. And then he was left it in the power of the Holy spirit. And so God's going to lead us into these seasons. The Holy spirit is to speak these truths to us. And I just, that's such a comfort that the Holy Spirit walks with us. And we have that more so than the people of Israel did. They didn't have the Holy Spirit. They had the cloud and the pillar and that was, they could see God, but they couldn't experience him the way that we do as Christians today. And that's such like a gift and a blessing. And I think that looking at the people of Israel, I always see myself. And if you don't see yourself, you probably think too highly of yourself. (laughs) Um, But it is, they are very frustrating and we feel I felt like very like, uh, guys, come on, like by their disobedience and their lack of faith and trust. And, um, but God knew that Israel would disobey and rebel. And he knew when he gave them the promised land that they would lose the promised land and he gave it to him anyways. And he loved him anyways. And he loved him him through it. Yeah. And he sent his son. He put them in the lineage of Christ anyways. He said, these are the imperfect people by which I will bring my kingdom to earth. And that's what he does with all of us. Yeah. I and then, it. you know, spoiler alert, as you go through the book of Judges, it's rinse and repeat. It's real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Which just, be, it, it, we're real just bad. broken, right? Like, yeah. it just shows, like, we are broken and mm-hmm. so in need of that continual love and kindness and forgiveness Absolutely. of yeah. our Savior. Well, and I think, too, because, uh, yeah, spoilers, it, it it, there is it a lot worse. of rinse and repeat, <laughs> but I think it, it, it just also proves like maybe we need this, but God still wants to reveal himself in unique ways mm-hmm. over and over again to us. You know what I mean? Like he, he doesn't just rely on this one story that happened a really long time ago. And that's, that's all you need to know about me. Like he's continuing to do this today to work in ways to reveal his character to us and, and, help us trust him more and more. And so I think that's really cool. And, and that's kind of, you know, proven through some of that. I think that yeah. happens, but yeah, really cool stuff. Absolutely. And I think that this is, 
a reminder too, there's a lot of hard things in these stories and there's a lot of boring parts. Like we definitely hit the highlights and skipped genealogies and positioning of the camp and yes. rules. We skipped a lot. Yes. But there, y'all, how the tents <laughs> are laid out. That's a long oh, time. It goes into, it's into excruciating detail. <laughs> yeah. And like, and I love that because we can still learn things about God that God, we can still learn things about God. And this story is still worth the work to get through. Absolutely. Um, and even the boring parts can tell us things about God and about his character. Um, and I think that just if you've, if this is kind of like, you're like, mm, I'm, I'm kind of interested. I'm interested maybe in those battles. I'm interested in what happened between these highlights. This is a story worth reading, worth digging into. I read it this um, winter with the Bible recap. So that's a podcast that you can listen to. And after each section of scripture, someone kind of explains to you what's happening. So if which get, is so helpful. <laughs> if you get bored or confused, like this is very helpful. Right. Um, so we can put a link for that in the show notes. And that was really helpful because I would not, I don't think I would have made it completely through or I wouldn't have gotten things out of it. Or I was like, Oh yeah, I guess I do see something that I, I was not expecting to see here instead of being like, let me just quickly read through all these names or all these positions <laughs> as fast as I can. Right. Um, but this is a text worth reading, worth diving into. God has treasures in here for us. It's for sure one of my favorite stories of the Bible. Narratives, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. It's been super fun to, to dive into. And uh, I know for Katie and I, speaking as part of the series, it was just at least for me, it was really interesting how like God revealed new things and um, it kind of came alive as I dove into it, even though I've read it so many times, I'm so familiar with it, like new things that I had never noticed before came up. And, you know, again, God wants to reveal his character in new ways. So, yeah, I think it gave us perspective too on our wilderness seasons, ones that we can look back on and be like, yeah, that was a wilderness. This is what I think maybe God had for me there or maybe a way that he met me. And it wasn't like, here's the answer. Here's why we're in the wilderness. But it was like, I'm right here with you in the wilderness. And that was the answer. And so I think that that gave us, that gave me at least perspective back on those seasons and knowing that in the seasons to come, because there's going to be wilderness seasons coming, that that's the promise that holds fast, that he says, be strong and courageous because I am with you. Amen. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you guys wanted to hit on? As always, so appreciate you guys. And, and thank your, you guys for, for putting the series together. It's, it was really, yeah. really good. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad we, we dove into it. Um, but yeah, thanks again, guys, for being here. Uh, thanks for listening or watching. And um, as always, we'd love to hear from you. We actually heard uh, some feedback from our friend Casey this week. She said the roundtable is a great way to go deeper into what is being talked about and are said in the talk. I really like this format. So glad you're enjoying Casey. Uh, and hey, if you're listening or watching, we'd love to hear from you. Go to revolutioncc.org slash roundtable and you can drop us a note there. Uh, you can also leave a review uh, in you know, the podcast platform of your choice. Uh, or the best thing you can do is just share this. Share this with friends and uh, let's, let's join in the conversation together. So uh, until next time, we'll see you. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Revolution Roundtable. If you enjoyed this conversation, we'd love it if you consider sharing this podcast with a friend or leave a review where you listen to your podcast. We'd also love to connect with you. Visit us at revolutioncc.org slash roundtable and let us know what you thought of the episode. We hope you have a great week. and We'll see you next time.